Hi everybody, it's Roy Red, two-time best-selling author, world-renowned speaker, and the world's leading unbounded mental performance coach. And welcome to your next episode of The Success Code, where we dive in and we reach into you and help you figure out your success code. On this episode, I'm going to be reading my last best-selling book, The Unnoticed Advantage. And so you guys could just chill. The book's not that long. I'm going to just read it, and here we go. The Unnoticed Advantage, the secret requirement that organizations, teams, and athletes need to perform at their peak potential before sports psychology, leadership skills, strength training, team building, and teamwork will even work. By Roy Red, best-selling author. Copyright, Roy Red, 2018. All rights reserved. About Roy Red. Roy is a best-selling author of the book, The Success Magnet, Cultivate the Five Values That Attract Success. Roy also is a performance coach who works with pro, collegiate, and high school athletes. He works with the athletes to dramatically increase tangible, measurable, and physical results. He also does this with companies, organizations, and anyone who has a purpose. At the age of 25, Roy realized he was not the person he wanted to become. That's when he decided to make a change in his life. Since that startling realization, he went from broke to making six figures, homeless to buying his first home, and from depressed to feeling fulfilled. Roy found that his distinctions dramatically increased what he calls workability. Workability simply means the ability to get the job done. When we look at the workability of an object, we judge that object on its ability to do what the object is made for. With this knowledge, Roy realized that the workability of a human comes down to the human's ability to achieve its purpose. This makes performance the most important thing in life because to perform means to do what it takes to achieve a outcome. Roy became a performance coach for pro collegiate and high school athletes. With a new distinction Roy calls unbounded performance, Roy is coaching people to dramatically increase tangible, measurable, and physical results. Roy has spoken at TED, Stanford, the National Head Start Conference, International Health and Wealth Conference, La Sierra University, Unbounded Basketball Camp, Chafee College, Inland Empire One Love, Christian Party for Orphans, and multiple high school, collegiate, and NBA teams. I've been featured on shows like Hollywood Unlocked, The Daily Grind, Convos with Cole, and multiple radio shows and podcasts. Please check out Roy at www.royred.com. Why is it that some organizations thrive and perform while others simply do not? Why is it that some organizations succeed on a high level while others do not? Is it because those organizations are just better than the others? Have you ever looked at an organization that has more talent than another organization, but is not performing nearly as well? Are you the owner or leader of a team or organization with a clear vision of how you can perform, but for some reason aren't performing at that level? If you are, this short book is perfect for you. Most coaches, owners, and leaders have tons of ideas on how to improve performance, but none of them actually give access to performance itself. 
The problem is the teams that actually do perform on a high level do not have any clue about how they are able to do this. So they come up with abstract ideas on how they were able to do it, such as we just work harder. We have integrity or we are just lucky and was in the right place at the right time. Luck is simply success that we do not know how to explain yet. In this book, we are going to give any leader the one and only secret to accessing the performance they desire for their team. This secret is very simple, but we have found it is something that the world cannot see. It is a law of nature lingering in the background that is not in our awareness. This book will bring it to your awareness and also give you a tangible way to apply it to your system. I wish for your benefit I could charge you 10000 for the info I'm going to give you in this book because of how powerful it is. But if I charge you that, I doubt many people will read it. The book is worth 10000 to you because it does not teach you anything new, but actually gives you understanding and power from the knowledge you already have. We all know people who have a head full of knowledge but not, do not know how to perform and get the results with it. So instead of reading this book for more knowledge, please read it with the desire to understand what you already know. This is not a change in anything you are doing. It is simply something you must add to what you are already doing so that what you are already doing can work. Without this secret, what you are doing to improve will not work. That is a fact. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Science has a full set of rules and measurements that make flying and flight possible. Using physics and scientific laws, we were able to make vehicles that fly across the air. So if we do not follow these laws of physics, will flight be impossible? Of course not. So why is it that we try to stick to certain social paradigms on how things should be done? The bumblebee proves this point in a great way. Science for years had no clue how bumblebees are capable of flight. The way a bee is built and the way they flap their wings go against all the laws of physics. The first thing science noticed about bees is that they do not look flight worthy. They have short stubby bodies and short wings with, with an eye test make the bee look incapable of flying. As a coach or leader, have you ever looked at a team member, player, or peer with those same eyes? Have you ever thought that someone could not get a task done because they did not fit what you considered to be right? This is the biggest mistake that coaches make when they judge a player or an owner when they hire staff members or leaders when they organize a team. You, they, we have these ideas that keep us from giving ourselves and others the most important thing needed to see our potential and opportunity. This is what this book is about. This book gives people the opportunity set for performance. We will talk about what performance actually is, what performers do, and how to always have an opportunity for performance. We all have ideas on what performance is, and I'm willing to bet that you are absolutely right about your idea on performance. But, and there is a big but, not all people are giving themselves the opportunity to allow the performance they desire to be present.
as a coach, leader, team member is this. No idea matters. All that matters is the result that you are looking for, which leads me to my next point. I walk around anywhere from 4% body fat to 8% body fat, depending on how I choose to do in that time of my life. My dad, Eric Red, trains NBA players, college athletes, high school phenoms, and also just your regular everyday person who wants to stay fit. My dad, my dad has trained guys like Alan Crabb, who earned a $75 million contract, Paul Pierce, Darius Morris, who played for the Lakers, and many, many more. My dad is one of the most knowledgeable trainers on the planet, hands down. He can watch someone walk and tell you where they lack mobility, where they are tight, and what they need to do to create an adaptation for the results they want. I noticed that when I ate high-carb starchy foods, such as donuts, I feel good, I look great, and it gives me tons of energy. Donuts are not healthy for you, and I am not saying that they are healthy for me, but I wonder why they have so many good effects on me. I asked my dad why this was, and he gave me two answers. The first answer was, all of the science and possibilities of what could be going on scientifically. He then started to tell me about a guy who went to on a diet eating McDonald's and he lost lots of weight. I gave him some pushback and said, well, that's not healthy. And he stopped me in my tracks. That's when my dad gave me the most powerful wisdom I have ever heard in my life. Look, we study and learn what we can about the body, but we truly do not know how it works. I am not saying that it's healthy or it's not healthy, but I'm saying it worked. If it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. This is truly the only fact in life. And I want to you to be clear now that this is the concept you need to adopt moving forward. If you want to increase your opportunity and potential for performance as an athlete, team or organization. If it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And you cannot know this until you increase your opportunity for performance. Workability and performance. Does it work? Did it work? Will it work? This needs to be your new judgment tool if performance, increasing potential, and achievement is what you're looking for. Coaches' error comes from assessing with their ideas rather than their results. We're going to make distinctions that prove this point and show you how to access this concept so that you are not just left with ideas and you can actually know how to profit from this concept. Now that we are assessing based on results instead of ideas, how do we make something work? How do we know that something is working? Working? Well, let's look at an object like a hammer. How do we know if a hammer is working? We must know the hammer's purpose, right? Right. The purpose of a hammer is to drive nails into other objects. So a hammer is working when it can do that task. The hammer is working when it can achieve its purpose. A hammer can perform when it can do what it takes to do what it was made for. This idea is what we call workability. When something has workability, it simply means it works. And if it works, it can perform. And when it can perform, it will achieve its results like clockwork. This brings us to the law of performance. The law of performance says that as workability declines, performance declines. And when performance declines, the achievement of the result 
becomes more difficult, longer to achieve, or impossible to achieve based on that lack of workability. As workability declines, performance declines. Can you see now why workability is so important? Can you see why an opportunity for performance is so important? We talk about the workability of a hammer, but what is the workability of a person, a team, or an organization? If you cannot answer this question, this is bad and, and also good because literally you have no way to manage if you have an opportunity of performance. Good because when you make this distinction, you will become clear on how to literally increase your potential immediately. Integrity and workability. Take, for instance, the workability of a bicycle wheel. How do we know the wheel is working? By the wheel's ability to roll, right? Right. So what will keep the wheel from performing? The wheel will lose its ability to work if it has physical damage, such as if the tire loses air, the spokes in the middle are broken or lost, or if the inner tube has a hole in it. The wheel cannot work when the wheel loses its integrity. Integrity is defined as being whole, complete, and undivided. So as the wheel loses its parts or becomes damaged, it loses its ability to work because it loses integrity. So now that we know this fact, let's add to our performance model. The more undivided the will becomes, the less integrity the will will have. And as the will loses integrity, workability declines. And as workability declines, performance declines until it's so bad, the will can no longer achieve its outcome. We know what material a bicycle is made of. We also know the structure this material must be in so that the will can do its job. And lastly, we know the purpose of the bicycle will. We can apply this knowledge to individuals and organizations. We must know what people and we must we must know what people and organizations are made of. The purpose as well as the structure that allows workability for a person or team. We must know who we are, what our chosen chosen purpose is, and where the structure of individuals exists. The purpose of a person or an organization. Purpose is a huge topic in the world to anyone who is really seeking to be successful at anything. People are always searching for their purpose, thinking that they have some hidden purpose that they need to soul search for and find. Here is the thing. Human beings are thinking things and it's the thinking part that fucks us up. A hammer is a thing, just like a person, but a hammer does not think. It simply has a simple purpose given to it by humans, and that's to hit nails. Things by nature perform better than we do because they do not think. They are things that do what they are here to do, and that's it. Not to get too philosophical, but, but as humans, we have the freedom to choose our purpose. Choice is purpose for an individual. We can choose what our purpose is. And once you choose, when you can move forward on performance, 
This is what makes being on a team so difficult because each individual has a goal and the team has a collective goal. And some individuals are still acting like they are looking for their purpose, avoiding their God-given ability to choose. These goals can often conflict, which most think is bad, but it is not bad. It is actually very good as long as these goals are communicated to the whole entity and all the individuals have integrity. The purpose of an individual is chosen by that individual and the purpose of an organization is chosen by the leader or leaders of that organization. If you are a coach, leader or owner, you are probably clear about your purpose already. But if you are not, you must get clear now. What is reality? We as human beings are thinking things. That is to say that we are thinking that we are things that can think. Because we have this amazing ability, we lose touch with reality. Nobody knows what reality is. Hence, we cannot create what we want. These short few paragraphs will get you back in touch with reality so that you, your team, or your organization can create the desired performance. Question, what is reality? Right now, you are thinking about all the things you consider reality to be. Most people will say things like perception is reality. Reality is consciousness. Reality is this or reality is that. First, before we move on, I want you to be clear about what reality is for you. What is reality for you? Now, let's look at a scenario. Let's say you're in the middle of a street and a bus is about to hit you. Is that bus real? Now, I always get a smart ass that will say, oh, well, I can choose to perceive the bus as something else. Look. It doesn't matter what you perceive the bus to be. If it hits you, you will get seriously hurt or die. So, I ask you, is the bus real? You bet your ass it is. But what is it about the bus that makes it real? This is the part people are missing. What makes the bus real is the fact that the bus is physical. The bus is a thing. People are also things, but they are things that think. Therefore, they trick themselves into thinking that they are not things. Things that are real are physical and measurable, just like the results you want are physical and measurable. We're going to insert later that performance is whatever you say it is. And later, we will go deeper on your word and language. But for now... We're still on reality. So reality is physical, measurable, takes up distance, and has form. With this fact, we can say that performance is created in action and action only. Nothing else dictates reality. In neuroscience, it has been proven that the brain neurons that create our actions are not working on their own. They are also working with and connected to neurons that dictate perception. That means our perception and actions are directly correlated with each other. Reality can only be impacted by action, but action is impacted by and directly correlated with our perception. 
So the key to performance is to get a hold of our perception so we can act in a way that will impact the world and create the results we want. The way to do that is through language. Language creates our perceptions and our perceptions create our actions and those actions impact reality. This may not be new to you. You know that your language is important and creates your perception, but how powerful is your language? Moving forward, we will also add that who you are is what you say you are and the workability of a person comes down to the integrity of that person's word. Without integrity, nothing will work. Who are you? So who are you and what is an individual? This is another one of those hard questions that thinking beings such as ourselves makes super difficult. But that's my gift. I can simplify things and get to the bottom of them. So let's start with a simple question. Who are you? As you think about all the things you are, I'm willing to bet you had thoughts such as these. I am. Then you inserted a concept. For example, I'm a cool guy or girl. I'm a hard worker. I am this or I am that. Did all those types of thoughts come up for you? It's what we call representative language. You're using language to represent something. I also want you to notice that those thoughts come from a voice in your head. You said all the things you are when you answered the question, who are you? Also, I want you to notice how nothing you said about yourself has anything to do with what you are made of. You said nothing to yourself about having a brain or bones or muscles or cells, etc. This is because we are thinking beings that think too damn much. And when we think, we think ideas. And this can, this can keep us from workability because we think we are an idea. The material of an individual is its body. But that is not who you are. You are whatever you say you are. Which also leads us to another major point. Here is a new distinction of performance that you need to cultivate. Performance is whatever you say it is. The team is whatever the leader says it is. The organization is whatever the leaders says it is. We are a body made of material, just like a bicycle wheel is made of material. But the difference between a bicycle wheel and a person is people are not their bodies. They are who they say they are. Individuals and organizations are created in language. Language is the house of performance. If an individual or an organization is created in language, then what would mean the integrity of a person or an organization is based on that person's or organization's word? Integrity is a matter of a person's word. Nothing more, nothing less. Broken. The reason why teams do not live up to their potential is that they simply are out of integrity. And what we mean by out of integrity is they are not congruent with their word. The players on your team do not do what they say. The coaches do not do what they say. And the leaders do not do what the hell they say. You know you should do what you say, but you don't because you are so broken that you cannot even work properly to start doing what you say. Your shit is broken. And now you know your shit is broken 
Let's fix it. It is not as simple as doing what you say you will do. It gets a little deeper than that because it is impossible to do what you say all the time. We all have made a system that keeps people upholding the integrity at all times, even when they cannot do what they say. This is huge for you, your team, or your life. This is why shit does not work. Everybody is walking around out of integrity. The world does not work, not because of these ideas, but because we simply are out of integrity. People are divided, not whole, not complete, because their word holds no power. You can constantly fix this. And once you do, as an athlete, a team, an organization, a mother, a father, an individual, your opportunity for performance will increase immediately and your performance will jump to its potential as well. When this is done properly, all the things you say about performance will come to reality. The Integrity Performance Anomaly Athletes, while they are disciplined in making sure they practice, work hard, and show up, oftentimes are sacrificing integrity in their everyday life. Therefore, they are reducing their performance without being aware of it. How can this happen? If having integrity is so productive, then why don't people actually practice it? Why do people always sacrifice their integrity and live with the consequences that come from it? Why are we blind to these dramatic effects and decrease to our performance? The reason is that people are ignorant of this super important anomaly owing to the following seven causes. Cause number one, people think integrity is a value. To most people and on most teams, integrity is seen as a value rather than an actual necessary need for performance. People look at integrity as a judgment judgment rather than a must. Gas is needed to run a car. That is a fact. But if gas was looked at as just some value or judgment, then the person operating the car may or may not put gas in it. If they do not put the gas in the car, guess what? The car will not work. The same goes for performance. If integrity is not present, you will not work. Integrity is a must. Without integrity, nothing works. Cause number two, lack of self-awareness. Most people cannot see when they are out of integrity because all they see is their own excuses, justifications, and rationalizations on why they cannot keep their word. Unbounded athletes do not give a fuck about explanations. We care about our word and actions, and that's it. I was late to work one day, and my boss asked me why I was late. I told her I had car trouble. She said, oh, okay, what happened to your car? I said, yeah, I didn't get it in on time to get here. She laughed and asked, really, why were you late? I responded, I am late because I am late. She wanted a reason so bad she could not understand why I would not give her one. Yes, it may be true that I was late because my tire was flat, but that does not impact the result. If I was late because I chose or because there was an earthquake, the result is still the same. Unbounded athletes only care about the result. We do not care about or deal in explanations. This is so hard because we live 
and love explanations. And we also live in a blind world where everybody wants an explanation for everything. The truth only lies in reality and reality is in the result. We will get deeper on this super important fact later. But as an unbounded athlete, unbounded coach, unbounded leader, start taking 100% responsibility for your word and outcomes now. Cause number three. Integrity is keeping one's word. Lots of people think that integrity is just to keep one's word, but there are times when it is just not possible to keep one's word. This is why we say integrity is a matter of one's word. When you believe it is to keep your word and it becomes impossible to keep your word, or if you flat out do not feel like keeping your word, which is fine, what happens is you will try to conceal the fact that you are not keeping your word. Concealing the fact that you will not be keeping your word adds to the integrity performance anomaly and violates the law of integrity. Our system fixes that and keeps the integrity of your word by making sure you communicate your lack of keeping your word. By communicating this, you will keep your actual word whole, complete, and undivided. Cause number four. Fear of communicating that you are not keeping your word. We are all bounded by social ideas, what makes us feel fearful of looking a certain way. We are all fearful of not looking good in other people's eyes. And since most people think integrity is doing what you say you will do, we oftentimes are afraid of communicating when we are not able to do what we said we are going to do. We subconsciously feel like we lose respect. We subconsciously feel like we lose respect when we are not able to keep our word. So we try to avoid the threat we feel from not looking good when we do not keep our word by trying to hide it like we did when we were a child. Instead of looking at it as a challenge to fix whatever breaking down was present. Do not hide the fact you will not keep your word. Share it and fix it. Integrity, cause number five, integrity is not seen as a factor in performance. Most people fail to recognize that the lack of integrity actually directly impacts their performance. Society has so many false causes and dogmatic rationalizations that it extremely makes it hard to see that integrity is the actual answer to performance. This, in turn, conceals the law of integrity, the lack of workability, and the loss of performance that comes from being out of integrity. Cause number six. Not having a desired outcome before giving one's word. When you give your word, you must be willing to actually do what you say. If your word is not tied to a desired outcome, you will not want to do it. And you will lack the power to do that thing you gave your word to do. We all know we hate doing things that we do not want to do. So why do we still give our word to do these things? Yes, we do have to do things we don't want to do. But if those things will move us closer to our actual desired result and outcome, we will want to do them. And we will learn to love it. 
also when we are after a desired result when things get hard we still have the motivation to do it when you give your word to do something you do not really want to do and something difficult comes up you will use that difficult thing as an excuse to not do it then you will conceal why you do not do it with excuses you can skip all that by not giving your word in the first place cause number seven not doing a cost-benefit analysis of exalting one's word most people do not know what it actually costs them when they do not exalt their word or they do not know the benefits of actually doing it. The major key to creating anything you want is trust. And you will see later in the book, when you dwell in the world of rationalization and making excuses, trust is lost. Not just trust from others, but also your own trust in yourself as well. Trust is essential in generating power. Trust comes from being real from communicating and from exalting your word. Integrity, the new model. Integrity is a matter of your word, nothing more, nothing less. This works two ways. The first way is my word to myself and the second way is my word to others. If I say that I am going to do something and I do not do it, I am literally breaking myself. Not being congruent with my word is like taking spokes from the center of a bicycle wheel, fucking up the ability to work. The pronoun I lives in language. Therefore, my language must be impeccable to keep I whole and complete. Even when it comes to actions, speak louder than words. The focus is not on the action we live, it is what is said about the action that people live. At the end of the day, it is the context or the story that is the defining factor. And the story and context will only be believed when someone trusts your language. The trust of language is built with integrity. The law of integrity. Integrity is a law, just like the law of gra gravity or any other law. It is a positive law, meaning that it is always working. Now that we have defined integrity, let's give you its law. The law of integrity states that if integrity declines, workability declines, and when workability declines, the opportunity for performance declines. Let's give an example. I want you to search your experience for times when this has applied to you as we go through this example. How many times have you said to you as how, how many times have you said you were going to do something and did not do it? Small stuff like I'm going to wash the dishes. I'm going to take out the trash. or I'm going to call my mom or dad. Let's look at things a little bit bigger, like I'm going to read every day. I'm going to eat better or I'm going to get more reps in and you didn't do shit. Doing this is like taking spokes out of the middle of a wheel 
taking away its ability to work. So when you get the ball in a clutch time and you say, I'm going to hit this shot or I'm going to make this play, you have a higher chance of failing. Why? Because you don't work. Your word is not complete or whole. Why would your mind trust you in clutch times when you don't even do what you say during the small times? This is the key. Having integrity will dramatically raise your performance. Look at the best players to ever play. They were all congruent and they never cheated themselves. You have a job to do and you need to work to do that damn job. Get clear about the job and have integrity. Use your word to create it. There was the word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with you and the word was you. What is language? What is the word? Who knows? I would argue that our word is just expressed intent. Intent is what we say we are going to do. If you're a basketball team who intends to win a championship, but you do not even execute small intentions, how in the hell are you going to create the power to win the championship? The difference between a player like Kobe, who has such a powerful will to take over a game, and another, and another player is integrity. Kobe has the most integrity I have ever seen in an athlete. He did, he did what he said, and when he didn't do what he said he would do, he owned up to it. I remember in the playoffs, Kobe had so many technical fouls that if he got one more, he would be suspended for a game. A reporter brought this up to Kobe and said, are you worried about getting a technical foul because your team needs you? Kobe replied with straight power. I will not get another one. And guess what? He didn't. Kobe can say what he's going to do and he follows through while most people do not have the power to do this. Why do you think Kobe got more championships than Shaq after Shaq left the Lakers? It's because he said he would. The six aspects of the word. There are six aspects of one's word. When these aspects are whole and complete, a person or team is whole and complete. Aspect number one, what you said. Whatever you said, you will do or will not do. And you will do it in the time you said you will do it. Aspect number two, what you know. Whatever you know to do or not to do, do it as you know it's meant to be done and do it on time unless you have said that you are not going to do it. Aspect number three, what is expected. Do what is expected of you and do it on time unless you have said that you are not going to do it. Aspect number four, what you say, what you say is so. Whenever you have given your word to others, to the existence of something or the state of the world, your word includes being willing to be held accountable that the others would find your evidence makes you and what you have asserted valid for themselves. Aspect number five, what you said, what you stand for. Whether said to others as a declaration or a declaration to yourself, as well as what you hold yourself out to others 
as standing for. And aspect number six, the moral, ethical, and legal standards of society. What society considers to be morally, ethically, and legally right or wrong unless you communicate that you will not live by societal standards and you communicate the consequences of your choice. Examples of being out of integrity. As individuals, we regularly make promises and commitments we do not keep. We keep them and then we make them late or we don't deliver. We show up late and or not prepared for meetings or don't show up at all. We surreptitiously read documents, answer emails, work on other matters while in meetings. We fail to return phone calls when promised. We violate or play games with negotiated agreements. We lie to others, including our spouses, children, partners, friends, organizations, including not being straight when it is merely uncomfortable to do so. We cheat on spouses, cheat on taxes. We still keep the excess chains mistakenly given at the checkout counter or padding expense reports. Fail to return found items when we identify them and we know who the owner is. We use the web for personal reasons while working including shopping online and on and on. Keeping your word is impossible. It is not possible to always keep your word. That is one of the big errors of all these people who preach that you should always keep your word. Someone who always keeps their word is playing small and we do not play small, we play big. You are a winner like me or you would not be reading this book. You do not play small. You just needed some small distinctions so you can have more performance. Even if you do not play small, it is just not flat out possible to keep your word all the time. And so people are losing power and workability constantly because they believe they need to keep their word. Our model says that integrity is a matter of your word, not that we are always keeping our word. It is not possible to always keep your word but it is possible to keep your word whole, complete, and undivided. But how do we do this? Easy, by exalting our word. Exalting your word. Integrity is a matter of your word, nothing more, nothing less. This means do what the fuck you say, but it is not possible to do what you will always say all the time. I mean, let's be honest, sometimes things happen and we should not dwell on breakdowns of our word. This is why I have developed a way of keeping your word whole and complete all the time by exalting your word. Exalt is defined as holding something in a very high regard. I want you to hold your word in a higher regard than anything else, even your actions. Yes, even your actions. Actions are actions. We use our language to act as we want to. But after the act is over, it's over. It's gone. 
Your word will always remain. So how do you exalt your word? How do you hold your word above all? It is very simple. Here is the process of exalting your word. These are all processes of communication. Step one, keep your word and keep it on time. Step two, just as soon as you become aware, you will not be keeping your word, including not keeping your word on time, say it to everyone impacted. I will not be keeping my word. Tell everyone impacted that you will not be keeping your word and that you will keep that word in the future and by when, or that you will not be keeping that word at all. And what you will do to deal with the impact on others for the failure to keep your word or keeping it on time. This is a direct access and actionable way to keep your word whole and complete. When you apply this to your life, not just sports, but all things will dramatically increase your performance. Now let's talk about the six aspects of your word. This is a big fucking deal. It is everything when it comes to performance. Without integrity, nothing works, literally. So what I want to drill into your head here. To be a person of integrity, you must do a cost-benefit analysis before giving your word. Since you're a person of integrity, you will think seriously and carefully before you put at risk by giving your word. You must never give your word to two or more things that are not mutually consistent. Being a person of integrity starts with giving your own word to yourself that you will be a person of integrity. This is something either you must do or must not do. There is no trying. Do it. This is an actionable pathway to upholding your integrity so that you and your organization work. This is an actionable way to always have an opportunity for performance. Depending on the performance you are creating, this is a simple system that, is apl- that if applied, will make your potential immediately rise to the level it should be at. The Potential Accelerator. This, an, this is an actionable way to realize your potential immediately. You need to establish a system to apply this idea to yourself, to your team, and to your organization. A system that allows you to stay as whole and complete as possible will keep you at a level of power which will allow you to be at your best and perform at epic levels. This system will establish your completeness and increase workability and once you're working properly, everything you say about performance will manifest quickly. There are other things that accelerate your potential like authenticity, taking responsibility, and finding something to fight for. This is the foundation I require the athletes I coach to have so that that when we dive into ideas, those ideas actually work. I have a system I use to create unbounded athletes that takes athletes' performance to a crazy high level. I call this system the tetrahedron. One of the foundations of that structure is integrity.
being in the stands versus being on the court. There are two types of language that we use as human beings. The first type is the representative language. This is where we use language to represent something. For example, someone might say, I want to lose weight, or I need to work harder, or I should practice more. These are all just representations of an internal state and have no power. I'll call this kind of language being in the stands. I'll call it that because it's almost like you being a reporter or a fan and saying to yourself what should be going on in the game. He should work on that shot. She should run harder. He should and could have done better. Being in the stands or using language to represent has no value whatsoever. If integrity is doing what you say, then how can a statement like, I should lose weight, help anything at all? I should lose weight is not an action. It represents an action. Therefore, it has no power. This language is a word-to-world fit, meaning we use our words to fit what we see in the world. If you listen to most people, you will observe that we all use language as if we are in the stands and never on the court or in the game. You are an, off, you are an athlete. You are a coach. You are a leader. Your language brings things into being. You don't say we should. You say we are. The second is creative language, which is language that brings things into being. Something that was not going to happen until you said it was going to happen. I am going to make this shot. You are going to win this game. We are going to win the championship this year. Creative language does not represent anything, and it is not in the stands. Creative language actually brings things into existence and only happens on the court. This is not a word-to-world fit, but it is actually a world-to-word fit, meaning we are making the world fit our word. What we mean by on the court is it's in the domain of action. Have you ever noticed that when you're in the zone, you are not aware of yourself? You just are so deep in the zone, it's almost like you're not even there. You're just present in the game, acting. This is a state of consciousness that Mihaly Sinzinsihinghai, I know I butchered that name, calls flow. And I recommend his amazing book called Flow. I would argue that this is not a state of consciousness at all, but that's another conversation. This is a state where you are so present in action that you are not aware of anything. You're just acting in that moment. In order to create with your language and create something that was not going to happen before you said it was, you must gain access to the power of language beyond the mere accurate representations of the world as it already exists. Rather than just using language to represent, you have to learn to use language to bring things into existence. When you use creative language, your statements 
whether accurate or not, are considered an assertion. For an assertion to be valid, the listener must believe that is what is asserted. Can you see now why integrity is important? You need to believe what you say to yourself. And you also want others to believe what you say as well. For example, a promise is not speaking about a promise, but you are promising. A promise is a performative. It does actually perform. A promise is a specific action or specific result at a specific time. Creative, creative language has three aspects for it to work. Number one, what? This is the action or result you will be performing. Number two, to whom? This is to whom you're doing or going to do the action. It is yourself or it is for others. Number three, by when a specific time that you will do the action or result. Commitment alone does not work. Commitment alone do not work at all. A commitment is not going to realize a created future. Once the created future is articulated, what it takes to realize that future is action and action alone. The source of performance is action. Nothing more, nothing less. For action to take place, you will need an opportunity to take action and a method for managing with integrity the execution of the required action. Talk is cheap. Only for those who word exists in a place that does not give them a reliable opportunity for the keeping of their word and on time. So here's a question to ponder. I have a transformational question for you. Where does your word go after you have closed your mouth? As an athlete, a mom, a coach, a dad, a leader, an owner, where does your word go when you are done talking? Answer that question. Create some goals. Say what you're going to do with integrity, and I guarantee you, you will realize your potential. Learn the most valuable skills and distinctions that will get your team, organization, or athletes to perform at their peak potential and increase their potential more than anything. Performing at your best is the most valuable skill you can learn as an athlete, coach, or leader. And the tetrahedron performance system is the system to help you learn those skills and distinctions in record time. This tetrahedron is a step-by-step -step system based on the combined experience of the best mindset coaches. Roy has been studying mindset for a decade and has been helping athletes, teams, and organizations perform on a higher level. The tetrahedron includes tools to help you and your team overcome mental blocks, get an opportunity to perform at a world-class greatness type level, and increase in in-game production. 
This program includes worksheets and templates that will coach you and your organization to keep performance at a high level and, and leave room for higher levels of performance to show up. Implementing this system and tools will take your organization from good to great in a short amount of time. Learn more by emailing Roy at Roy at RoyRed.com. Again, that's Roy at RoyRed.com. Roy will come and talk to your team or organization to train you on how to reach your peak potential in an instant with his Potential Accelerator. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. That's my latest best-selling book, The Unnoticed Advantage. Also, um, I want to get in, you know, I work with athletes and teams and organizations. I also do this with individuals. I coach individuals. Um, I am very expensive, but I just started an inner circle group. Um, and you can email me if you want to be a part of that. It's where we meet up biweekly on the phone. And I do the same things that athletes pay me 10000 and organizations pay me thousands of dollars to do with individuals. I hope you guys love the book. Hope you guys love the episode. Can't wait for my next episode where I'll be interviewing um, uh, the man Cameron Persad, who's in stage four kidney failure. And he's just talking about how he's dealing with it and how he looks at life, knowing that he could possibly go any day. All right. Loving all you guys. Thank you, guys. Always remember to be yourself and make sure you tell other people to listen to the podcast. Loving you guys. Peace. Hi, thank you for listening. I know you're going to love this episode. Hey, listen, real quick. If you need some help ending self-sabotage and winning the war for your life and just having a plan, giving you the how to the why and knowing exactly what you need to do to win the war for your life, go to courses.royred.com forward slash winner's circle opt in. Again, that's courses.royred.com forward slash winner's circle opt-in, O-P-T-I-N, and get a free course, free masterclass called Winning the War for Your Life, and get all of my best-selling books, all three of them, for free. Enjoy the episode.